Hello everyone, uh, welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Tommy and uh, over the next number of weeks we'll be doing a sort of a chat show um, with people well known in the county, just letting you know what's happening in various parts of Leitrim. I'm very pleased to have two very, very special guests this evening. They'll be well known to you, Andy McGovern from Ahavas and Peter McHugh from Clune. They were selected by the Leitrim Guardian Committee as the joint Leitrim People of the Year for 2021. Unfortunately, with the COVID, it was impossible to have a launch and of the magazine and have a public function and so on, but that would be held hopefully during the summer. Andy McGovern and Peter McHugh have given example to generations of people. They have suffered personal hardship, but they have worked through it and they always come out smiling and they're an example to us all as to how to put up with something that may go against you. So Andy McGovern is um, as a native of Avas, as I have said. Andy, you're the oldest surviving uh, patient or person in the country with motor neuron disease. When did you contract it first? Well, the first symptom started, I'd say, in 1976. And my finger dropped down and I only laughed at it. I said, right, having a nine more, you know. Right. And uh, uh, I went on then, but uh, my local doctor, Dr. Cadden, told me, he says, whatever, uh, about arresting the nerve disease, there's nothing, the, the, it went, it'll never be reversed. So he sent me to Vincent's Hospital in Dublin and in 19... 78, I was diagnosed with motor neuron disease. Now, people sh- is shocked when they hear this disease, but I wasn't shocked or annoyed about it because I knew nothing about it. My ignorance right, saved, yeah, I know. saved me that. But you, you quickly learned about it, Andy. I you learned did. about it. You learned about it the hard way, yeah. yeah. I know you've lost the power of your arms and so on, um, and which was a great handicap to you, but it never got the better of you. You're, you're still, still smiling. Well, I, still. I was lucky, and I credit my... Uh, Survival to uh, visits to Lourdes. That's You're a, a man of deep faith. I, I didn't get cured in Lourdes, but I got. Uh, I, f- I, I felt empowered with a power greater than myself. Right. I was right. to carry on. So you were glad you had made the visit? Pardon? You were glad you had made the visit to Lourdes? Oh, yes, already. Right. Yes. Well, Peter, you, your illness or, uh, came suddenly. You, you were in great health and you had a farm accident. Right. You just tell us briefly what happened yourself. Well, it was the 23rd of March, I was putting out slurry, and with my second load, I can remember to the last second coming up to the front of the tanker to put up the lever in the front, but I never got putting up the lever. And I'm convinced at that stage, I, I did, I was convinced that it was a blackout I had, but I discovered lately, I was told lately, that I actually had a stroke. Right. And I'm, I must have fallen against the tractor. I got knocked out completely. I got entangled with the shaft, lost my left arm, and the next place I knew I was in Stryker Hospital six weeks later. Right, well, that was a severe shock, certainly, to it get. It was, it was. And you've lost your, well, you've lost the power of one of your legs. Well, I, I haven't got command of it anyway. I know, I know, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you're still, you know, you're still a very positive man. You've continued. Keeping an eye on the farm, I know. What well, the I was, you, you, say you can take a man with the bug, but you can't take the bug with the man. <laughs> yeah, but you've great that you've come across, you know, the fact of losing your arm, you know. It's, yes. It's, well, it's, it's a big handicap. I was, I was fit to walk a bit uh, for quite a long time, while I was inhibited all right. 
But I got a golf buggy and it used to get me about to the farm any place I needed to go. Well, that was a good idea. And I was very interested in seeing the cattle and the young star coming every mm-hmm. year. Good, you kept going anyway. Yes. Yeah, and um, it, it, it's great. You, you're a great example to people. You know, a lot of us complain if we have a sore toe or, you know, an itchy foot or whatever it is. But, I mean, you are great examples to everybody. Of course, you, you were delighted to be chosen as the Leeds and People of the Year, I'm sure, in conjunction with Seamus Clark of Gartletra and Katrina Kenny or Katrina Clark, Seamus' wife, from Dermashambo. They were chosen as the the people away from home on account of the great work that they had done with Slauncha Care in New York. So uh, you're honoured, I'm sure, uh, and it's a great pity, as I said, this year due to the COVID that you haven't been able to represent, you know, the, the leads and people of the year and so on. But we will, that will be sorted out, hopefully during the summer. Uh, Andy, you've written a number of books. Yes, well, I have, uh, I wrote my, my father's biography. Right. Then I wrote about uh, Against the Odds, this disease that I that have survived against the odds. Right. I wrote it and I donated the proceeds to the Irish Motor Neuron Disease Association. Well, that was very generous of you. It was a great thing for me to be fitter right with voice recognition. Yeah. And um, to tell me a story. So you have a computer that has voice recognition. Yes, yeah. So you really speak into it and it's... it's like it. And then I work there foot mouse with me. And you work the mouse with your left with your foot. Right. They should make a film about you, Andy, my left foot. (laughs) (laughs) Like Christy Brown. So you you find that a a great occupation, something to occupy your day. Technology has wiped out a lot of disabilities, you know. Right. I uh, uh, like a lot of people we didn't get much education were grown up in my time, you know. And I found out that I had um, proceeded on my education with this Right. And, uh, that I never intended to do because my physical yeah, something else my physical ability yeah, yeah. give me a good living, right. you know. Peter, you don't do any writing at all, do you? No? Well, not uh, much writing, only to amuse myself. Yeah, oh yeah, well, that's good. I that could be doing sums maybe to pass the time or that type of thing. Right, and crosswords. Sudoku, <coughs> oh, good yeah, man. Very much into that. Very good. That keeps your brain active as well. So you never suffer from Alzheimer's. All right. So at this time of the year, now normally when you were younger, you would have been spreading dung, I suppose, and yeah. doing jobs like yeah. that. What was it like when you were growing up? Oh, pardon. What was, uh, when you look back on it, well, I mean, we, we have stories like the like me and Pia stories that, no, that uh, nobody listens to now, you know. Right, right. Putting out the dung there. If you're pretty famous, well, he brings back a lot of it, you know. He does, uh, standing in gaps. And standing in gaps yeah. and all of that. Well, we didn't get much time to stand in the gap. Did you ever use power dogs? Correct. Correct. Use the power dogs. You had to reach out under the ass's neck to release the two rings. Right. There was a, there was a stick hole in the bottom. Uh, there was a collapsible bottom in the power dog. And you had to reach out under the ass's neck, go down yourself. Because if you didn't pull the two rings at the one time, up you go. It was overbalanced. You had to hit it right away. All right. Yeah, the so there's a bit of an art in that too. There was an art in it. Yeah, I remember the telling a story about uh, people at the fair in Ballinamore and they were talking about power dogs and there was a farmer from Mead <coughs> was there and he said to somebody, what, what are, what are power, do- power dogs? And when he was gone, one of them said, Jesus, he must be a very small farmer. He didn't know what power dogs were. But you wouldn't need them in Mead, I'd say. Oh, oh. Peter, you farmed a lot up in Clune as well. Quite a bit, yes, yes. Well, I spent the time with that and agreed it's really to go ahead. But of it, the, 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 the spuds, that's the thing in the past, isn't it? Um, uh, in locally, anyway. 
Well, not much put me pretty now. No. The young lads of today don't know what we went through. Yeah, are you complaining now or are you bragging? No, or I'm not complaining. You're, just, <coughs> you're just telling it as it's it was. just the young lads don't appreciate what we had to go through. <laughs> I know well, yeah. So um, you guggled and you, you cut splits and oh, all that. Sort of. and, and, and set with the price team as well. Yes. Right. But we had no guggle. Right. What was that? Sorry. The price team. Yeah. Well, the, the, the thing you made up around your waist uh, out of a bag. Right. You, if you've got a good sugar bag, it's a good thing. It would hold a good bucket of spuds. Splits. Yeah, you have to cut the splits and make sure there was an A in every one yes, of them. Yes, right. yes, yes. Well, that was up to the person cutting the split. Right. We wouldn't be checking them because <laughs> the rich. But, uh, but if you had nobody guggering, you'd be using well, that if bag. You had, if you had a guggering, it was great. But if you hadn't one, you, you, you had to carry on without one. Right. You had to use a price scheme. Did you use one of them, Mandy? Oh, yes, yes, and the skeeving and, and the, the skeeving, and the whole lot right. of that. Yeah. Uh, what do you think now, where all the vegetables are coming into the shops and potatoes coming from other countries and lettuce and tomatoes and so on? It's a big change from when we had our own garden. Right. Uh, with uh, all the requirements in the line of vegetables. It's surely a big change in that regard. And did you ever kill a pig? Did you oh, come on. No, I killed a pig every year. Good oh, man. And yes. did you share it with your neighbours? We usually, there was enough of us to eat. <laughs> you got eaten it at home yeah, without any. You didn't need home. any yes, help. Yes, All right. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was uh, what when they killed the pig. There was the bones were taken out with the pig. You see, you couldn't save them. There was no such thing as a fridge or anything like that. So they were handed round to the neighbours. They were called the spare ribs. The spare, spare, that's why they're the called spare, spare, spare ribs all the time. Yeah. Uh, there be a lot of people in, in kill a pig in November. You had to kill them in November because. Kind of safe from the fly. Oh, right. I mean, there was no fridge. Mm-hmm. So if a fly got at him, if he killed him in June and the blue fly hit him, he was gone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he so you had to be thinking that time you as had well. To be thinking. You had to be, you know, you had you had to be well educated. You had yeah. to give the spare ribs to the neighbour. Yeah. And you made sure that the neighbour didn't kill his pig the same day. Or it'd be, it'd be too <laughs> many spare ribs. nowhere for the spare ribs. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were exaggerating a bit, Andy, because you went off to London. You mustn't have liked the farming that much. You went off to London, was it 1954? Uh, 1954. 54, 54 yeah. yeah. What did you work at over there? Well, the bar was the first thing I worked with, uh, in a bar in, in Shepherd's Bush. The Queen had a lead bar, and it was £5 a week. Oh, God. Well, it was better than home, because uh, working with the council was only £7 a fortnight. So, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. We're kept by now like that. Yeah, well, uh, Myself and my good friend, James McGovern. Yeah, James McGovern, you, you went the same day. We went the same day, and we stayed together. And I, I believe that you actually slept together in the day. Correct. Did, yeah. Well, yeah. I suppose it's changed now. Men are sleeping together quite regularly now. Yeah, but for different reasons than yourself yeah. and James. Correct. Yeah. 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 You, you were ahead and of the, the, and, uh, we, of we, the LBGT. We came out at the other end. Oh, you said, did? Yeah. You did. <laughs> was he all right to sleep? Did you put your arm round him? No, I didn't know his thing. But I would kick him out in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but life was hard then. Pardon? I remember somebody telling me they were earning seven pounds at home, and when they went to England, they were only earning six. Yeah. You know, so that that's. But eventually, it, it worked on. How long did you stay in England? Uh, I must be in there about ten years in all. You know. Right. And James went Over from there. He went to us to America. He went to America. Yeah. James was determined on staying somewhere, you know what I mean? He wasn't going to come back, but I used to come home to help my father on the, with the crops and things in the, in the summer, but actually I was coming home for to have a good time. You know, to sure, you know, down to, you know, 
Well, are you sure you'd be overhead? You know, well, and yeah, the two men were on the train one day and they were talking about the free travel and the fellow looked up and he said, well, God bless you, Charlie, hi. And the other fellow says, are you sure you're looking in the right way? <laughs> Maybe you should be looking down. You'd be looking either up or down, and, uh, Peter, anyway, you know. Yeah. Well, what I want to do on behalf of Breffney Early and Leithram Daily, no doubt people will be delighted to see you and to see you looking so well. Yeah. We want to thank you for coming in. And uh, if you have any advice to give to a young person now, what would you give? Well, I, I tell them enjoy their life. Enjoy their enjoy life. Enjoy their life. Enjoy every day. And uh, there's no point in going back. There's no way back to old time. You know what I mean? But it's, no. great, it's great to have that, to have seen it and lived through it. Right, you've seen an awful lot of changes. Yeah, yeah. And would you like to go back to the old times, or would you be happier the way they are now? I'd be happier the way they are. And it's what about yourself, Peter? Oh, as regards uh, the drive shaft that caused the problem with me, I recommended back some years ago, I made a poem about it, I recommended that they get a proper steel cover upon the drive shaft. And has that happened? Rather than the plastic. Mm -hmm. No, it hasn't happened yet. Well, that's something yeah. that's, so yeah. that should happen. Because there have been a number of accidents in that regard. Never should be done it. Yeah, it's, it's, well, hopefully that would be changed. They weren't designed properly for a start off, because they were too tight fitting. And if you know a drive shaft, it has to expand or contract maybe four or five inches in the right. course yeah. of the work. And from time to time, usually what happened was one end of the shaft put the other end off, off the shaft, put the plastic off out of its base. That's a quite the problem with the plastic drive right. Well, it's amazing that it hasn't been done yet, but yeah. that's a good tip from you, somebody yeah. who has experienced yes. You know, the fault in it and that. Yeah. So thanks very much, Peter, and thanks very much, Andy. Thank and we wish you many, many happy years yeah. in tune with, with Peter and uh, with your family and Andy. With him. I know that both of you are widowed. You've both lost your yeah. wives. But you have other people, good people, family members and so yeah. on looking yeah. after yeah. you. Yeah. And uh, enjoy, enjoy many more years, Andy yeah. and Peter. Okay, yeah. thank you. And uh, everybody in, in Leithram Daily wishes you the same. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in to Leitrim Daily and we will be back next week with uh, interviewing somebody else. Hope that you enjoyed this particular show. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.